Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the podcast In Love with the Grand Valley. I'm your host, Tammy Tway, and this podcast is for all things we love about the Grand Valley that we live in. The Grand Valley consists of one of the largest cities in Colorado's western Colorado and is located at the heart of the Colorado wine country. We are back from a small break and excited to introduce my next guest, Bo Bradley. Bo, welcome. Hey, Tammy. Hey, How Tammy, are thanks you? for having me again. I'm great. How are you, How are you today? Good. I so, am great. It is. Did you know we had you on the podcast back in January? Yeah, I was looking at all the episodes on there now and was uh, trying to find the one that uh, you and I recorded earlier this year, and I'm uh, – I'm really excited to see that you're still doing it, and um, you've got a bunch more episodes on there. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's six months to the day that you and I originally, I think it was like almost the original kickoff podcast. So we've been doing it for about six months. I took a little break, but now we're back. So we are excited to have you and to get an update on what you are doing and what um, is happening in the mortgage world. So, Bo, you know, I asked you back in January, what do you love about the Grand Valley? So has that changed at all, or what are you doing out there? You know, I've lived here my whole life. I've moved here with my parents when I was six months old, so I don't know anything but the Grand Valley. And, um, you know, the things that I love about it uh, still haven't changed, and I don't think will ever change. You know, this is such a beautiful place for um, recreation, outdoors. Um, Our climate is amazing. We are now growing to where our city is not such a little city anymore. Right. um, You you know, still has some some pretty cool amenities. We're getting some new shopping restaurants. Um, I I really just love to see the town grow. Um, But, again, we're not too big to where it feels like a big city. It still feels like a small town. It's still... You know, you drive around after 10 p.m. on any weeknight, and you're, you'll rarely run into another vehicle, you know. So it's we've got the big city feel. You know, it's starting to feel a little bit bigger city, but we've got still the small town uh, attributes as well, which I always will love about the Grand Valley. Absolutely. I agree. You know, isn't it funny how, you know, no matter where you go, I can run into people that I know regardless. Yeah, it seems like any, well, especially you and I, right? We're in the business to where we're, we're in the relationship business and it's our job to meet people and shake hands with people. We've all had, we've all, we've both been in the Valley forever and in business and networking for a long time. We've had children go through and are still going through school. And so we meet a lot of the community that way. So yeah, it's, uh, it is nice to be able to, particularly like downtown, you know, if I, uh, 
if I ever go on a walk downtown just to get some fresh air or, or if I'm going to an appointment, it seems like I always will run into somebody that I know on the street. So, yeah, we still got that, uh, still got that um, small town feel. Well, and that's what I love about doing this podcast. You know, my guests, I tell them, you know, when I say, hey, you want to come on the podcast? They say, you know, they're like, oh, I've never done that before. I'm like, okay, so picture us sitting in a small coffee shop, just talking and just kind of saying, hey, what's going on? You know, and just kind of catching up. That's what I really envision this podcast as being is just a time to just kind of catch up, see what's going on, and, you know, just do what we do best is, you know, listen and care about other people. Yeah, I agree, and I always love doing this with you. You and I always have great conversations and are always on the same page about a lot of things, so doing this is, uh, always fills my cup. Yay, me too. So tell me, Bo, we kind of uh, hit on this in January, but what inspired you to pursue your current career? You know, I'm reading over the list of questions here, and I I paused on that one, and I stopped a little bit and was kind of – I was like, how am I going to answer this, you know, differently than I did last time? But – my inspiration with doing this was – and I'm not going to – you know, I'm not going to give you the stereotypical answer of, you know, what you normally hear from people in our business. Not not that I don't love to serve our community and help others out, but I got into it because I felt like I would be good at it. I sold cars, uh, sold not used, but I sold new Honda and Nissan cars here locally for a few years before I got into this business. I really enjoyed the sales part, the relationship building. I love the excitement of the sale. Uh, and I really wanted to get into something that was a uh, bigger ticket item. So mortgages, real estate. Uh, I looked into um, the stock market a little bit, and I just felt like mortgages was the right fit for me. And uh, here I am almost 20 years later, uh, still out here, still in the business. I still love what I do. I still wake up in the morning and enjoy coming to my office. Um, yeah, yeah, you can get some burnout uh, over the years as, you and I most definitely have felt this year and last year, but uh, it's still a business that I love being in. Um, I feel like I'm really good at it. And, um, you know, I kind of go back to that saying of you don't, you don't work a day in your life if you like what I do, like what you do. And I feel like uh, I don't work because I feel like I really enjoy what I do. It's, yeah, it can be stressful and hard, uh, again, especially – in this current market, but at the end of the day, I really enjoy what I do. Right. And you are really good at your job. Um, You know, and I think that's why you and I make great partners is we kind of have the same, we have definitely the same philosophy. We have the same work ethic. We have, you know, yeah, okay, we want to be successful, but at the end of the day, it's really about people and helping people and doing the best we can at helping people. And if you do that, everything else kind of works. Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, that's really kind of my, my philosophy is, you know, just be there, do your best, work hard for the people that you work for. And, um, 
everything else will just happen. You know, your success will come. And I don't know about, you know, I've been doing real estate now for almost 18 years. And so, you know, I think that when you look at a career, you know, it has to be something that you're good at. You know, you feel like you're good at and you want to be good at. So, you are very good at what you do, and I'm excited that you're here today. Well, thank you so, so much for saying that. You could see me blushing here if uh, we were on camera. So <laughs> thank you so much for saying that. That means a lot to me. I, uh, You know, I, I, you mentioned it before. You and I have a lot of similar traits. And, you know, one of the yeah. things that I'm humble enough to say about myself is, you know, I'm not the – I don't think I'm the best loan officer. I'm – not the most educated loan officer. I'm not the hardest worker. I'm not the most handsome or well-spoken. But one of the things I feel like I do well is that I I pride myself on doing what I say I'm going to do, right? Yeah. So you mentioned yeah. that um, you know one of the things I know that you that you appreciate about my business is my communication. So yeah. just like you said earlier, this is a relationship business. Uh, if we are saying that we're going to do things and we don't do them or we're not uh, being proactively proactively communicating with our our clients and our database and our um, real estate part real estate agent partners business partners um, you know that's one of the things that I felt like has set me apart is just my consistent communication um, and truly truly you know asking the questions and and listening to the answers not just asking, to ask, you know, right. I, I ask to listen and I, I try to learn a little bit more about my business partners and my clients because like you say, this is, this is a relationship business. Um, and there's a lot of us in this, in this business, in this town, there's a lot of different lenders and agents for people to choose from. So if we can, um, if we can do a little bit better on, you know, just as far as the communication uh, with, each other and our our clients. I think that goes a long way. So anyway, thanks for saying that. I I really appreciate that. Well, and Bo, I mean, honestly, I think that communication is key, especially when, you know, in in my industry, you know, we we can't do both um, the lending side and, you know, the real estate side. So I wear my hat as a realtor and I'm depending on the lender to wear their hat and, you know, do do their job and and to make sure that come, you know, closing day or even along the way, everything's going to happen the way it should. And so that's why, you know, having a, a local, dependable, um, you know, lender on the other side that communicates wonderfully um you know getting that weekly call from you or getting those calls extra just saying hey just want to let you know this is where things are you know if you're communicating half of that to the buyers you know i know they're in great hands and so that's one of the things that i really appreciate you is um the communication and i know you're working hard on that other side because you want to make sure everybody's happy and in the end you know that everything goes according to plan so um you do that very well so uh, well thank when, you it's 
Yeah, when we talk about your business, um, you know, we talked a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish or or what you're really striving for. Is there anything there that you want to add? No, not really. It's I'm pretty straightforward as far as what we do. You know, we help people that want to buy houses buy houses, uh, whether it's it's tomorrow or if it's uh, you know a month from now or a year from now. Uh, I've always operated under the uh, mindset that everyone can buy a house, just a matter of when. So some people need credit help. Some people need to save up money. Some people need educated on how it works. Um, Some people are very well qualified and ready to buy right now. It's just everybody's path is different. Every buyer is different. So um, what I'm trying to accomplish in my business is the same thing I'm always trying to accomplish, which is help as many families as I can. Uh, help grow my team members and help grow, um, you know, help grow business amongst my business partners, uh, my real estate partners like yourself. Uh, my goal is to always, always be improving, getting a little bit better every day. Uh, again, it's it's uh, it's not easy to do, but I I try to operate under that mindset of just um, trying to do the most, trying to serve the most, trying to do the most I can with what I've got. Well, and, you know, that in itself is just, you know, wonderful because I think that, you know, people are going to want to buy a house. I said what we are really looking at right now in Colorado is it's it's a tough market. It's prices are high and especially for first time buyers, um, purchasing a home is really tough. Um, so what I love about you is looking for those, you know, niche products maybe or the products that can help people get into homes where maybe they couldn't get into homes without them. So whether it's, you know, rate buy downs or whether it's, you know, specific products that are helping with closing costs or whatever, um, you know, you're they're trying to specifically find those products for um, our market. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, I'm a problem solver, right? I mean, the problem yep. is you need a house. And so I've got to find a way to solve that problem. Some, some problems are a lot easier to solve than others. Um, you mentioned that we do have niche products that we can get into, Um there's all I again where there's a will there's a way and I look at every lead as an opportunity to serve an opportunity to help and ultimately again an opportunity to get someone into a home so um, we really I really feel like when I do get the uh, an opportunity to help somebody we go the extra mile I dive in a little bit deeper to kind of talk to them about their needs and wants um, what are their future plans you know I, I try to consider myself um, I'm not a transactional loan officer, right? I want to be your right. loan officer for your next two or three houses. I want to do loans for your friends and family and coworkers. So diving in and asking those right questions is just something that, again, it sets the local guy apart from, um, you know, someone else on the other end of a computer or on a, a, in a call center, um, which is a lot of what our market is turning to now, and they just can't um, – they just can't give you the same service and education that someone local here can 
and truly be a mortgage advisor instead of just a transactional mortgage loan officer. Right. Now, you said you're located downtown, correct? We are. We're uh, in the uh, third floor of the American National Bank building right here on 6th and Root. Okay, perfect. And you do lending in the state of Colorado. Is that what you focus on? I do. Uh, we are located – we are um, – licensed in all 50 states, so I can facilitate a loan in all 50 states, but I focus primarily my business uh, on the western side of Colorado. So basically from the Glenwood uh, I-70 corridor on down is where a majority of my business is done. Awesome. And and that's awesome to know, and I think it's great because you're focusing on real, you know, where you're very knowledgeable. So you've got the knowledge level in those areas, and and you're really familiar with them. So talk yeah, to me a, now. A, talk to me now about the market today. What you're seeing as a lender, what is going on with the interest rates, and just kind of any insight into what people are saying and what they're doing right now well okay i hope we've got some time cleared for this question (laughs) um i I think you'll agree that uh you know you and i have both been in the business for a long time and we've seen up up and down um i think you'll agree that you've never seen a market like this before right probably not huh i haven't either we've never been in an interest rate environment like this in the 20 years that i've been in the business um the market is very competitive uh, the market, in my opinion, is very complex. Um, it is very volatile. Interest rates are very volatile. They go up and down every day, all day. Um, there is, there's a lot of uncertainty about our market right now. So here's the things that, I mean, I can give you my opinion. Um, so first of all, what am I doing to help out clients? So in this market, I believe that people still want to buy. Right. It's not a matter of it's not a matter of if it's a matter of people affording it at this point. We have uh, we have kind of a perfect storm of two different things which equate to higher um, mortgage payments for buyers, which is our market is at a high as far as prices are concerned. We still are at a um, we, we don't have enough inventory for the amount of buyers that we do have, even with interest rates where they're at. Um, And then, too, with the volatility and the higher interest rates, again, you have higher home prices, higher interest rates. So, again, it's not a matter of people wanting to buy. People just don't want to pay $4,000 a month for a $350,000 house. Right. Right. I mean, I'm exaggerating those numbers there, but you see what I'm saying, right? It's not a matter of people want to buy, but no one wants that big of a payment. So me as a problem solver, what I'm doing to help is really, really focusing on, let's not focus on price so much, but let's focus on payment, right? Like, tell me what payment would make you uncomfortable, and then we will do our best to not get you over that payment. Uh, right. There are several different pro- products that I have that I can help get the payment lower. You mentioned the temporary rate buy-down. I yep. think that's the most competitive product in our market right now to yeah. get a buyer into a payment that's comfortable. I'm doing one right now where they're getting 
three points lower than market, which gets them into the 4% interest rate range, right? Yeah. So 4%, a payment based off 4% rather than, you know, 7 plus percent, that's going to save them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars per month. So, Right. Again, it's not a matter of if or the willingness of people wanting to buy. It's just that they need a creative way to afford the payment um, until rates come down, which I believe they will. It's just a matter of when um, and when they can afford it to a more reasonable interest rate and get that payment down. So that's what I'm doing in this market to help clients capture um to help clients, uh, you know, capture or get into the house that they want. Um, another thing that I'm doing to help is really going the extra mile to pre-qualify my clients. So instead of just saying, you know, what's your credit score? How much down payment do you have? We really go the extra mile. We collect all the documents up front. I do all the verifications of employment, income, assets, um, so I can make our borrower, our borrower sorry, stronger than the next guy. So if you're a listing agent and you get a couple different pre-qualification letters, if you see mine and see that they have gone through as much of the mortgage process as possible without having a property identified, I just think that makes them a much stronger borrower to you and to your seller. Absolutely. And I would totally agree. When you're receiving multiple offers on a a property and you're going to present those offers to your seller, that's one of the things that you're going to include in that presentation of the offer is the lender and the the um, process that the lenders went through to pre-qualify their, the buyer. So absolutely, 100%, totally agree with that. So if we were looking at, you know, so you're you're talking about the rate buy down. So I have, you know, first time home buyers right now. I mean, they are struggling. They're struggling to get into real estate and to to buy a property. So you have a first time home buyer that's that's coming in and saying, "Look, you know, I want to buy a single family home, but you know, they can't get approved for one, you know, what are some options because of the pricing right now in Colorado? Um, what are some of the options that you're giving them um, to where maybe they can either get into something else and use that as a starter investment um, and then do a, a move up or, you know, what kind of things are you, um, I guess, offering or presenting to them as options for now or later? That's a great question. So with first-time home buyers that are having a problem getting pre-qualified, it's normally because of one of two reasons. One, it's a credit issue, meaning that they don't have the necessary credit or they have too low of credit to qualify for the first-time home buyer program, which they all have different metrics on what credit scores um, that they qualify off of. So I have become somewhat of a credit expert over my tenure in this business. Um, I love the idea of helping somebody get their credit fixed because most people with credit issues know they have credit issues. They just don't right. know where to turn or who to help. 
And mm-hmm. most loan officers will pull their credit and say, sorry, you've got bad credit. Click, right? Mm-hmm. Where we, mm-hmm. take, we go the extra mile. I have a very good relationship with a credit repair agency that I've worked with personally and sent dozens of clients to over the years with very good results. So that is number one as far as um, why someone doesn't qualify. The next reason why they wouldn't qualify is simply a debt-to-income ratio issue. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're saying, uh, I say, well, you know, they may have good enough credit. They may have the job uh, that they need. They, they may have a down payment, but they simply just don't make enough money to afford a payment of what you would need to qualify for a first-time homebuyer house is, I mean, let's be honest, we're anywhere from 200 to 350,000 for first-time homebuyer um, properties in this market, yep. whereas a $200,000, two to 300 are very, very few and far between. So um, working with the buyer to either coach them on how they can pay off some debt to qualify for more, uh, talk to them about the possibility of getting a parent as a co-signer. It's another great way. Um, number three uh, would be just kind of educating them on where the market's at now and what it would look like when rates get lower, right? I mean, going from a 7% rate down to a 5% rate on a $350,000 house makes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars difference in payment where that may mean the difference in qualifying or not qualifying. So, again, I go back to the expression of everybody can buy a house. It's just a matter of when. So with some first-time homebuyers, it just may not be the right time for them to buy, or maybe they haven't explored all of their options as far as uh, paying off debt or adding a co-signer. Absolutely, and I think that those are are great options for a first-time homebuyer. I think that... Sometimes, you know, they're, sometimes people are really stuck in what they want, um, you know, what they kind of see themselves in. And so one of the things that I like to do is say, okay, well, today, you know, if you can't buy this $350,000 single family home with a garage, you know, what about this, you know, townhouse or what about this condo or what about the smaller property where you can invest in, get some equity, and then, you know, maybe in three to five years, you know, you can sell that, turn around and move up and and buy something else. So, um, you know, there are lots of options out there. I think that the, a lot of people, when they come to a realtor, they've kind of forgotten that there's a lender step that they need to take prior to looking for looking at homes. Um, so that's one of the things that we love is when they come to us and they say, oh, you know, we, we've already uh, talked to a lender because that really doesn't happen very often. Um, so I think just giving them options and, and kind of looking at things a little bit different sometimes helps. Yeah, I agree. When buying a house, it's the same as buying a car. When someone decides they want to buy a car, they don't go to the bank first. They go to the car lot first, the same way with right. real estate. So when, when somebody wants to buy a house, they go to the real estate agent first, not the lender. But it's yep. very important in this market to speak to a lender first, to know what options that you have, um, to kind of 
rewinding to what we said before, when you go to make an offer or, or if you want to go look at a house, you know, for sure shouldn't be making offers without being pre-qualified. But in this market, there's, um, there's agents that uh, may not even show you a house unless you've spoke to a lender. Again, right. it's extremely complex and uh, competitive yep. right now. So yep. it could be, um, you could be, you could be not in a position to buy or even go look at a place in, until you go talk to a lender. So I definitely agree with that. So what about the people that are saying, because I hear this a lot too, we're just kind of waiting to see, um, you know, when the market comes down. So I'm glad you asked that. And I, I feel pretty strongly about this. Um, there's a lot of false narratives and a lot of, uh, in my opinion, um, people giving their opinions that um, they, there's really not much merit behind it. So I would say let's go, let's let's really just dumb it down to what it really is. Housing is no different from any other consumer product. The prices are driven by what supply and demand, right? Yeah. Like any other consumer product. So. It, as you can see right now, in our market in particular, we have still in this rate environment, we still have a supply issue, right? We we don't got enough. We don't have enough inventory to to um, supply the amount of buyers that are out there, specifically in that first-time home buyer price point. So with that being said, when rates come down, and I say when because I truly believe they will, we won't be yeah. in this rate environment forever. Right. Again, I, I go back to what's going to happen. All these homes are going to get bought up from people that are sitting on the fence waiting for 5% interest rates to come back. Well, that's just going to create the same problem that we had in at the beginning of 2021, right, where you had – 10 offers on the first day on a house where escalation clauses, et cetera. So yep. those that are saying they're waiting for the market to crash, I would say, why? What would make you think it would crash? What, yep. There's no indicators out there right now that saying the market is going to crash. Also, you can historically go back on numbers, and you and I can, you and I can talk stats all day, but I go back to always there's one stat that, that just makes so much sense to me. Real estate is the only asset, the only investment that you can make that is proven to always come out on top in any five-year period. Crash, no crash, recession, no recession, whatever you want to take any five-year time period, real estate will always be worth more. Yep. Right? So – Agreed. I would just say, again, again, like, what makes you think it's going to crash? What gives you that in indication? And, I, you know, again, I'd love to have a conversation about it, but I just go back to go back to the basics of supply and demand. We, we simply don't have the supply that we need for the demand, and we certainly won't have it when rates get lower. Well, and, and like you said, as more housing becomes available – it's not going to push the the housing prices down. No, it's gonna, not at all. It's going to do the opposite. It's going to increase the prices again. So we're really, uh, you know, we're continuing, even if after 
the housing, you know, market, what, last year, year and a half ago, where we were just like, this is crazy, you know, the offers and the escalation clauses and all of those things was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Even after that, we've continued to increase. Housing has continued to increase. It's just at a low, at a slower rate than during that period of time because there was housing during that time. So the lack of housing has slowed that increase down, but it's still increasing. Even through what is considered to be a low market or a tough market, yep. the home values yep. are still increasing, which, yep. again, again, just proves to me that buying a home is still a solid investment. Absolutely. I would agree. So those people that are sitting on the fence and saying, we're going to wait until the market comes down, you know, you may be waiting a while because our market really hasn't come down since, well, what? 2007, 2008. Jeez, um, right. I mean, it's been over when a we decade. When we did have that crash, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, I I just recommend that people, you know, don't, what is that saying? Okay, I love the saying. Something about don't date the rate, marry the house. Or something. Is that how that goes? <laughs> marry, marry the house, date the rate. Yes, yes, that's how it says. Yes, I'm glad you knew. I knew you would know that as a lender. So um, that's what I really say because, you know, if you find the house you love, buy the house. Um, your rate can always come down. Yeah, absolutely. And that, let's look into that. Let's unpack that just a little bit. The buy the house, uh, I'm sorry, marry the house and date the rate. That's super salesy. Even when I say it, I'm like, oh my gosh, yep. that sounds like yep. a it is. used it car is. salesman. I should have it that is. on a flippy board and, you know, out <laughs> on the corner. But but it makes sense. And, yeah. and here's why. Most people look at a house as a place to live, not yeah. as an investment. But it yep. truly is an investment. And in this day and age, it's most people's biggest investment and probably the way that most people are going to retire. Let's look at it this way. Instead of marry the house, date the rate, let's look at it from this perspective. You own the house, right? The buyer owns the house. The bank owns the debt, right? So the buyer owns the house, the bank owns the debt. So right now you are going to borrow money. You're going to create debt that the bank owns at a higher interest rate. You still get to reap the benefits of the asset, but you can always refinance the debt to a lower rate, right? So if you look at it from that perspective, that makes more sense to me than the, uh, than the, uh, that canned saying, but they're both true. Yeah, no, and I agree. I just think that you've got to kind of look at it from different perspective in regards to, you know, real estate is an investment. And so, you know, kind of saying, you know, look, this is a a great investment. And over the long term, you know, your um, rewards are going to definitely increase your proceeds, you know, your investment will definitely increase. You know, I've helped people 
that have, you know, been able to move up four or five houses. And, you know, when they first started, they were a first time home buyer and, you know, bought it really ridiculous low, which we don't see anymore. And now they're in, you know, their forever home or their retirement home. So, you know, I think that um, looking at that and, and kind of comparing it to the stock market or whatever, I mean, real estate is one of the best investments that you can make. So for sure. I agree. Bo. Yeah. Unless you're independently wealthy or really lucky, yeah, um, you know, you're going to need the help of real estate to help, um, help yep. grow your wealth. For sure. So tell me a little bit about what your goals for your business are this year. Um, what, what are you looking at doing for your, for your business this year? Well, like I said before, this year has been kind of an anomaly amongst uh, other years, specifically with um, trying to, you know, operate, uh, quote, unquote, normally. Um, my goals, I kind of dumbed down my goals for this year, and my goal is pretty simple. It, it's just my goal is to continue to grow through a rough market. I feel like if I can continue to grow, whatever that growth looks like, whether it be Mentally, whether it be growing my team, whether it help uh, helping grow my team members to ultimately what they want to do um, in a very tough environment, both you know the 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 housing environment is very tough. Not only that, but uh, you know mentally with lenders and real estate agents, it's been it's been a test this yeah. year. So continuing to grow through this and not. Um, not remaining stagnant or uh, giving up in a way. Um, that's really my goal for this year is just to continue to grow, continue to uh, plant seeds so when the market does improve, when, and it will, then, you know, then it's time to harvest all those seeds. So just trying to um, continue to uh, improve. Well, I think that's great goals. I think that, you know, I can totally relate to that because, you know, what we're seeing right now in the market is, is that, you know, people can't, they don't want to sell their house because they don't want to spend any more money getting into something else because, you know, the prices have, you know, increased and, and unless you're downsizing, you know, that's, typically what you're going to see. So the lack of housing um, is causing, you know, a, a really tough market for buyers and um, also for real estate agents and mortgage lenders. So um, having goals for your business are great. And I think, you know, I utilize this time um, too to do a lot of improvement, self-improvement, I do a lot of educational things for my business. I try to um, do things that I wouldn't have time to normally do in a busy market. Um, so, you know, goals are good. So if you were looking, Bo, at what advice you would have for people who are interested maybe in getting into mortgage lending, pursuing a similar path or career, what advice would you have for them? <laughs> wow. Um, run. I would say run. Run far from it. 
Run. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I really do think it takes thick skin to be in this business. It takes a um, it takes a different mindset. It takes somebody who is very self motivated. It takes someone who is not afraid to be told no. It takes someone who is not afraid to put in work day after day after day with no result. Um, it's definitely a labor of love. Um, this business is, um, it can be very lucrative. It can be um, very fulfilling. You know, sitting at the closing table with a uh, single mom with three kids that had a 520 credit score when she first called you, and then a year later, sitting at the closing table with her and her kids are telling, you know, me about their rooms and what color they're going to pay them and all that. That, to me, is wow. I mean, what a, what a yep. story, right? I mean, right. I look at back when I was young and moved and how that changed my life moving from Grand Junction to Fruta, right? So yep. um, the advice that I would give them is um, I would definitely uh, make sure that you are financially set up and stable for, uh, I mean, I would say at least two years, if not more in this, in this market right now. Um, it is uh this is a tough business to get in and stay in uh a lot of people see this business as get rich quick or um you know I want to do it because I can make my own schedule I can kind of do it here or there but uh, as we've seen this year you really can't do that anymore you know to right. be relevant and uh respected in this business you have to treat it as a career and as a full-time job not something that you can just kind of do part-time so my advice of to those of you out there that are looking to get in this business would be to um, jump in with both feet, give it your all and uh, be prepared to be prepared to fail your way to the top because I'm still doing that. We are still doing that after almost two decades in this business, right? Yeah. You know, and I could say ditto to the real estate industry. I mean, I think that, you know, lending and real estate is, both the industries that, you know, people think, wow, you know, I'd love to do that. I'd love to show houses. I'd love to, you know, that looks so easy. And um, we work a lot of hours and sometimes it's for nothing. So, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's a tough career, but if you love what you do, then, you know, um, you, you'll do great. So, but it's about the people, for sure. I agree, one hundred percent. I agree with that. So, Bo, this has been a great time. It's kind of, you know, here we are, you know, almost like sitting in the coffee shop, sharing a cup of coffee or having a cup of coffee. Um, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know? about you or your business or, you know, what you got going on? Yeah, so I would say that um, I just want to put myself out there to say if anybody has any questions, even if they – there are no dumb questions in this business. Um, A lot of people that I've spoke to say that, oh, man, I'm I'm glad I talked to you. I've I've been afraid of – talking to somebody because I felt like it was a dumb question. I hate hearing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Buying a house should, you should be scared. 
you should be emotional about it. There should be that uh, pit in your stomach. Most, for most people, it's the biggest investment they'll ever make in their life. Yep, so um, what I'd like to put out to our listeners is just feel free to, if you have questions on real estate, lending, um, anything like that, um, Tammy and I are incredible resources for that and, and are love talking to people. So um, I would just say if there's anybody out there that has questions that I can answer about the real estate or mortgage business, I'm happy to do it, um, whether it's uh, you're a potential client or not. Uh, I I really enjoy giving and um, educating and teaching. So I am here for any of those questions. So how do how does our listeners get a hold of you, Bo? I use my direct line, my cell phone for everything. It's the same line that my kids call me on, and I can be reached at nine seven zero two zero one six nine six one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bo, for joining us today, sharing your story. Um, You're just so motivating, and I'm really proud that we're partners. So we'll have you back for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yep, and we'll do coffee again soon, okay? I look forward to it. Thanks, (laughs) Tony. Okay, take care. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to say that this podcast is sponsored by the home team at EXP Realty, LLC. This is my real estate company. I love what I do, and I love where I live right here at the Grand Valley. So this weekend is coming up. So what are you all doing this weekend? I hope you take some time to do something that makes you happy. I'm going to. We live in a beautiful valley with lots of outdoor activities, so get out there and enjoy yourselves this weekend. Be happy, be kind, and let's talk again soon. Bye-bye.